Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And I genuinely thought I would never say this sentence in my entire life. (laughs) But, whisper it, I'd quite like it to rain. (laughs) Oh, you've changed, Walker. You have changed. Just a year out of the Manchester drizzle and you've become a desert dweller. I know. I am genuinely shocked. Now, look, as much as I loved living in England and Manchester and, you know, I may well do that again one day, I never, ever, ever thought I would actually miss rain. However, this week marked more than 100 days since a single drop of rain fell in the valley. 100 days! In fact, that did pass a few days ago now. And although there's been quite a lot of cloud over the past few days, yeah, thanks, just in time for Neowise Comet to show up for the first time in a gazillion years. Thanks, clouds. Um, It does mean that second summer just hasn't rolled into town yet. No sign of those promised monsoons. Until this point, the whole summer being totally boiling hot has made me feel like we're on holiday all the time, which is just lovely because I suppose we're lucky enough that we do have a pool. So even with the loads of work I've had on, just being able to nip outside and float around in the pool or sit on the pet shelf for 10 minutes, dodging enormous wasps, has just been ace. But Again, I've surprised myself. There have been two days this week I haven't even got in the pool. I haven't even gone outside. I think the heat and the relative humidity and the cloud and the fact that Arizona is still reporting so many COVID cases every single day means that everything's felt just a bit bleh. I I just think we really, really need to get out of here. We need to get away for a few days. Side note... In case you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about when I say pet shelf in the pool, it is just a genius idea. Now, maybe you know about this. I had never seen one of these until I moved to Arizona. It's basically an area of the pool, a kind of slice off a corner that's only about three quarters of a foot or 20 centimetres, whatever your preferred unit of measurement. It's only about that deep. Now, it's sometimes called a pet shelf as it's where your dog can go and stand and cool off without a full on swim. And also sometimes it's called a sun shelf, as when it's the temperature of the centre of the earth outside, you can kind of sit half in and half out of the water and read a book and it's just great. But pet shelf or not, I think seeing a lot of pictures on social media of people heading off to Cornish beaches and Welsh beaches and the Lake District or whatever has really made me feel envious of travel. I do love living in the valley, but when it's this hot and you can't go and sit in a nice bar with your friends under a deliciously cool mister, it can feel a bit limiting. Yep, Doug Ducey, the governor of Arizona, has still shut down bars following that big COVID spike. So it's hard to get out and socialise here now, which is the right thing to do, but it just means it can feel rather limiting. The nearest sea to here, of course, is the Pacific Ocean in San Diego, which is just five and a bit hours away. Everyone we know here will quite happily trot over to California for a weekend, as if they're just nipping from Manchester to Blackpool. It's about an hour or so away for my lovely non-British listeners. Coming from such a teeny island, it still blows my little British mind that anything over two hours isn't considered a major journey. But I'm starting to get there. And do you know what? We may well hit the Pacific coast in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, that would be lovely. But as a sort of training bra road trip, we have decided, God help me, to go camping at the weekend in an actual tent with the children and the dog. As I said, 
God help me. <laughs> now the nearest I've got to camping really ever has been A, staying in a tent in my back garden when I was about seven and I got too cold and came into my mum's bed in the middle of the night. And secondly, going to the Glastonbury Festival for years, which, let's face it, you start drinking cider at 9am, there's amazing music and you start drinking cider at 9am. So, you know, everything's brilliant. This time we're heading about 90 minutes north of Phoenix to a place called Muggian Rim. I'm going to report back for you next week, but I'm already planning to take a picture of the Rolling Stones, which I can place about half a mile away, just straining to see them whilst playing some music through my headphones, just to get that full festival experience. Must not forget the cider. The main thing to consider is that despite its proximity to the blast furnace that is Phoenix in July, Muggy and Rim's about 20 degrees or so cooler. So walking around in the day and being able to sleep outside at night will actually be possible. Just to give you an idea, Phoenix currently has nighttime lows, nighttime lows of about 36 degrees or 97 in Fahrenheit. It's a bit warm. (laughs) There is a slight concern the monsoon might just hit whilst we're away, and I'm not sure a tent's going to be much barrier against some of the storms that that second summer can bring. If you're part of my Facebook page, if not, do come and say hello. I would love to see you. Facebook.com slash see you in the desert, or just search for Sam Walker's Desert Diaries. You would have seen the video I posted this week of what can happen after just the smallest amount of rain. Now, the ground is so baked after summer number one that it just simply can't absorb the rain so the water runs off very quickly forming massive raging torrents which cascade down man-made channels called washes often picking up loads of debris along the way it's pretty alarming to witness do go and have a look at that video i don't think my tent's gonna stand a chance if that happens hmm i did leave the house one time this week on a completely unplanned trip wearing a mask of course as I got an almost unbearable urge wait for it for gravy (laughs) I know it's ridiculous but despite it being 4,000 degrees outside I just really wanted bangers and mash and as I'm not insane obviously that did include gravy now I did make an entire Instagram story about this at Sam Walker Radio but the short version is three shops three major kind of aircraft hangar size supermarkets that they have here all featuring jars of sort of brownie grey pre-made sludge some dodgy packets of powder promising mushroom gravy that had actually never been close to a mushroom according to the ingredients list but did include cow and pig Uh, not my thing and a huge tub of white yeah white powder that promised it would turn to country-style gravy, which again was white and looked a lot like wallpaper paste. Nah. In the final shot, we did actually ask the assistant, do you have any English gravy? Oh, yes, they said. And my heart raced. Oh, my little heart raced. And they led me to a jar of something called Old English Spread. Yeah, you know. Old English spread, that spread that all of us English use on everything. (laughs) No, me neither. What the heck was it? Bless them. We politely declined. Isn't it strange how your brain suddenly demands something that you hadn't even thought about in months and months and months and something so everyday in your old life that you then just can't find for love nor money? Although I had convinced myself that it was everywhere. I'm sure I've seen gravy granules. Nope. Absolutely not. 
So we did go home a bit deflated, but then the gravy gods were clearly smiling. I found half an inch of granules left over from my dad's visit last year, just at the back of the pantry. Oh, it made just enough to give us a lovely glug each. Oh, hooray. Thank you so, so much if you were one of the many people who offered to pop a tub of granules in the post. Thank you. Really, really kind of you. If I thought there was any chance of it getting here in one piece, I would jump at the chance. I have been waiting for a parcel from my dad that doesn't contain food since March. So, you know, it's not happening the post at the moment. But also thank you to some of my Phoenix-based listeners who gave me a couple of hot leads about where I may be able to snaffle some proper gravy a bit closer to home. Oh, I'll keep you updated. Thank you. Thanks also if you've left me a review on Apple Podcasts this week. Oh, I just love reading them. I appreciate it so, so much. So a massive tar from me. You are smashing. Right, those cans of cider are not going to pack themselves into that tent. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 